If you're lucky, you listen to them talk. They're on their way up and they can't stop. For all things great, I ain't in hard talk. If Kev Lewin's decent, it's a sandbox. Alright, since the Sandbox fans, we are back. Well over a month in to the NBA. That's right, I said NBA season. Got a request. Need to do more NBA episodes. You don't gotta tell me twice. So um, with that, yeah, quick quick shout out to Kayla and her mom, Robin. Robin donated and is collecting toys for our toy drive. And Kayla is a listener. So there we go, putting in the plug. Um while we mention Kayla and Robert, we can also shout out Neon Shield and Ramirez444. Again, don't be afraid to use your real name. Along with our San Jose, California person. Again, if you have a one be- two-bedroom <laughs> and you need an extra roommate, you <laughs> But go ahead, Kev. All right, so we're going to run through a couple things here. We'll start off with the update, and then we'll get into you know the Christmas Day matchups. But, I mean, one of the questions that we always like to uh, talk about in these NBA updates, no matter where we are in the season, is who we think the best team is. At that given point. And Steve, I know you would ask that question. Yeah. I got two answers. And it just so happens that these two actually play each other on Christmas. Ooh. So right now, I think it's a toss-up between two teams. And I'm going to I'm gonna tell you why. Got the Suns and I got the Warriors. Wow. I'm giving the nod to the Warriors just because... They're not even fully healthy. Exactly. And they're still, you know... 19 and 5, when I think the Suns are 19 and 4. So they're about a half game behind the Suns. Suns have been fully healthy for the most part. Chris Paul's missed a few games. Devin Book has missed a couple. But for the most part, they're healthy. So I'm going to give the nod to the Warriors when we're talking about the better team, just because they're still playing team basketball and they're missing, you know, arguably their most valuable piece in, in Clay Thompson, even though Steph Curry's the clear cut best player. Clay brings so much value to that. So if they can be performing like this, then once they get Clay back and James Wiseman, it's gonna be it's gonna be scary for that Western Conference. But I'm gonna give the nod to the Warri- to the Warriors, but the Suns are my one B. So take that for what it is. Ugh. Yeah, I mean I, I'll take it for what it is. I mean I know we talked about the last time we talked ball about how good we thought Golden State was and how they're going to be and, and all of that going forward. Um, the Suns record wise, I mean they're right up there. But I will continue to mention. What both of us said in our last time that we were talking about ball, that the Suns peaked last year. Mm-hmm. I still believe that fact to be true. And take Chris Paul off the Suns. Let, let's see what, what they win. I mean, I know they have Chris Paul, so you can't really necessarily take that away <laughs> from them. But that's fine. What I will say is that neither Golden State or the Suns have KD. That's a fact. And, that's a fact. I mean, you could debate all you want. I personally think that KD is the best player on the planet it's at also this a fact. point. It's also a fact. So, with that being said, and with KD arguably having the best complimentary piece in the entire NBA in James Harden, that's also a fact. Well, it's also a fact. <laughs> I, I just have to default it and, and say the Nets, and I do think that the Nets are going to win a championship. You've heard me say that I think that this is going to be the year that the Nets win the championship. And I actually thought that you were going to talk about the Nets when you said both of these teams play on Christmas because the Nets play the Lakers on Christmas. Oh, I know the Lakers yeah. are one of the better teams in the NBA right now. But, that yeah, the Nets the Nets are my best team right now. And until I'm proven otherwise, regardless of what record says, I have them there. But I'm happy that I just brought up the Lakers. Did you have something to say before I brought up the Lakers? I did, yeah. I just wanted to say there was, a, um, there was an update today that the Nets are optimistic that Kyrie will return this season. That's a fact. So that's so that's going off of what you said about the Nets. 
But I mean, yeah, I mean, our next question was what are the Lakers this year? Yeah. So we'll dive into that. And I guess mine is more of an analogy than anything. But I wrote here, the Lakers are the Kansas City Chiefs of the NBA. Ooh, and what I mean, stop no, it. no, no. But let no. me explain what I mean. What I mean by that Ugh, is that's a bad analogy. Oh, when I explain it, it'll sound a little better. But what I mean by that is you look on the roster, right? Chiefs, Lakers, arguably some of the best rosters in their respective leagues. Kansas City started off slow this year. Look at them now. They're right back on top. I think the Lakers are going to be the same thing. The Lakers are one of those teams that I don't want to say they take games off or that they don't care during the regular season. But they don't. when you have a guy like LeBron, when you got AD, I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of Russ, but when you got Russell Westbrook and the best scorer of all time in Carmelo Anthony, I mean, there's <laughs> they're one of those teams that as long as they get in the playoffs, they don't really care what seed they are necessarily. I mean, everyone obviously wants the one seed, but they're one of those teams that can just turn it on at any time. And once they kind of figure out their identity with the new pieces they added in the offseason, once LeBron starts consistently playing you know, every single night, I think they're going to be right back in a playoff run and, and arguably back in a, in a Western Conference Finals. I mean, they're too That's talented old. of a team to not to not make it there. And honestly, might sound crazy, but this is the one year in LeBron's career where if he doesn't make a Western Conference Finals, I'm actually going to downgrade his, his legend status because he's got all the pieces now. There's no excuse. And if he could do it. So what is it, though? What What is it? What what? What is it with the Lakers and what are the Lakers? Because right now you can't tell me that. I think LeBron's being too passive. I think Russell Westbrook's shooting too much, and I think AD's playing like a little bitch. If I'm being honest with you, and I'm not Ooh. saying that I'm not I'm not saying that AD isn't still a top five big man in the league. I think he is, but right now, and even Shaq said it last week on NBA Tip Off. I mean, the guy's just playing soft. He seems like he doesn't care. Seems like he got one ring. Now he's complacent. He's gonna have that same fire he had the end of New Orleans and his first couple of years in LA and then they'll be right back on top I mean you're not going to tell me that a LeBron team with Westbrook and Melo off the bench and Anthony Davis isn't going to make a playoff run at some point during the season I think it was a very interesting point to to go back to the tip-off and what Shaq was saying he was talking about Anthony Davis a three-point percentage Mm -hmm. telling him to get back on the block but what was also discussed was the comparison from AD to Giannis yeah and how two three years ago maybe even a little bit more than that I mean, I know Giannis was in the league before AD, but AD was was viewed as the the bigger, better talent. Yeah. And and now, I mean, I don't want to say that you can't compare the two because AD's cl- still classified as a top twenty five player. But I mean, I wouldn't say he's playing anywhere close to to the way Giannis is playing. And I know that's that's probably a little bit more like growth growth development. But like I said, I don't I don't see the Lakers as contenders. I don't see Russell Westbrook saving them. And I honestly think that they're an injury away from from trying to just fight for an eighth seed. Yeah, and the, and the thing between you know Giannis and AD too is I mean AD's clearly the better shooter. We all know that. But I think he's gone too comfortable at the three point line, like Shaq said, and. Not to say that Giannis shouldn't learn how to knock down threes and stuff like that, but I feel like that weakness in in his game kind of makes him a better player because it forces him to drive to the basket and play to his strengths. Where I feel like AD a lot of the time just settles for bad shots or for threes, which, again, not saying he can't knock them down, but he's arguably one of the best post players we've seen you know, in the last eight, six to eight years. So for him to just be chucking up six, seven threes a game to me, is ridiculous. Again, if AD has an open three, I'm not going to tell him not to shoot it, but he's got to get back to that New Orleans AD where he's posting up, he's scoring, he's passing, he's facilitating because we haven't seen that the past, you know, this season and mostly the second half of last season. You know, I know he was banged up, but still. 
I do feel like that the acquisition of Russ has kind of made the Lakers adapt to different roles. And I'm not saying that it necessarily shouldn't have. But I just think it's hard because I view Russell Westbrook as a facilitator. And I think you have to look at LeBron. I think at the best point, at, at this point in his career, what he does best is probably facilitate or manage a game. So it's like when you have two facilitators on the court, you obviously have to default to, to Russ being the facilitator because LeBron's probably the better outside player. But I don't think that that necessarily makes the Lakers better. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think that's what their problem is. And I know that the trade, the trade market ha- is going to start heating up as teams either consistently play bad or you know certain scenarios. And we, we talk about Miles Turner. Miles Turner is being rumored to, to go to the Lakers. I feel like it's just the biggest name of, of every single season. It's just rumored to get dealt to the Lakers. And I really... One, I I don't agree with with the the Chiefs analogy, regardless of, of of what your point was said, because one, the Lakers last year also started off like this. The Chiefs didn't start off like this last year, mm. so that's just my point with that. And the Chiefs, they might be going out getting players, but I think what they learned with getting Le'Veon Bell was that getting the best talent isn't going to make this team the best and it's what fits in your team it's what yeah and i think i think that's that's exactly why so um getting miles turner to go to the lakers i don't think that that's necessarily a move that's going to save your team save your franchise they have bigs anthony davis plays a five lebron plays the four they have other bigs mm-hmm. it's just like well I don't know. Like I, I don't see the value. I think they need shooters. Yeah. I think they need bench play, and Miles Turner isn't going to give them either of that. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. And I know there's there's rumors about Miles Turner going to L.A. And like you said, it's always L.A. when it comes to these big names. I really don't see him going to L.A. Just don't think it's the right fit. But I mean, where is the right fit? I, well, I, yeah, I was just going to ask you the same thing. But since you asked me, I mean. Not to sound like a biased fan, Celtics have been, you know, pondering that name for a couple years now. I think that would be a great fit. I know even the- a team like the Dallas Mavericks. Like I know yeah. you got Porzingis, but that's a good one. Porzingis is really the exception of one of those guys that is a big man, and I don't want to say plays better from outside, but is probably from outside the most consistent big man in the league as far as shooting percentage and all that. Vucevic. So if- yeah, and Vucevic. Vucevic, I, I would definitely say Porzingis is a little bit better shooter, although I think Vucevic is a better passer and facilitator than Porzingis is. Better but, rebounder? Um, Yeah, I think just because he's more physical. But again, that's my point, exactly. If, if you add a big that can stretch the floor like Porzingis and you add a guy like Miles Turner who can't shoot, gives you good balance, and it also gives you that depth of big man, which they haven't necessarily had. I know they start... You know, Maxi Kleber or Dwight Powell or whoever, but those are guys that you know what you're going to get, and it's not much. And if you add, you know, Miles Turner to that, obviously you're going to start both him and Porzingis, but you can switch them in and out throughout the game and not really lose a step when it comes to rebound and an inside play. So I think that would be a great fit. I mean, there's a lot of teams in the market for a solid big man right now, and Miles Turner, in my opinion, really is an underrated big man. I think just because he's not flashy and he's, you know, can't shoot the outside three, that he gets kind of a bad rep. But I mean, if you look at his numbers, the guy averages. Close to 10 rebounds a game, you know, and he has his games where he goes off of 20, and he's going to get you 10 to 12 points in the paint, if not more. So, I mean, definitely definitely a name that the Celtics should be looking at. Definitely a name the Mavericks should be looking at. But like I said, there's, a, there's you I know, have an about a handful team. of teams that could use him. 
Now, I know the Blazers have Nurkic, but do you think the Blazers could be a fit? I do, but I don't know. I'm not sure. What they would give up? Yeah, because I'm not sure what Dame's status in Portland is, and I'm not sure, you know, if they're going to part ways with him or not. And I think, you know, do I think if Dame stayed there, Miles Turner would be a great fit? Yes, I do, but I don't think they're going to go out and get a guy like Miles Turner if they're going to dish Damian Lillard, in my opinion. All right, but so it would be a good fit if Dame stayed there. I want to bring up a team, and I also want to bring up the next name that we're going to be talking okay. about with the trade market. So the next name is more of an obvious name, the one that's been been rumored in conversations for a long time. It's Ben Simmons. And the team that I want to bring up with, with either one of these players, Miles Turner or Ben Simmons, is we know that the Wizards are playing solid ball right now. Do we think that the Wizards are sold that they're going to be a consistent team? And do we think that the Wizards should try and invest knowing that and try and get Bradley Bale some help? Um, yeah, I mean I don't I don't mind the fit. I like I, I like the Wizards. Which fit do you like better? Miles Turner or Ben Simmons? For which team? The Wizards. For the Wizards? I think you better think, say Simmons. See, I I'm gonna go with Miles Turner just because I think Simmons can still play that facilitator role while being more of a big there. Yeah, but that's my thing. I feel like Miles Turner is an established big man, and I think their lack of a big man really hurts them because you already got Bradley Beal who can put up 30 a night. You got Kelly Oubre on the wing who can score, and I'm not saying that Ben Simmons wouldn't go in and make an impact, but if you're going to ask him to do anything other than facilitate, I think he's going to be uncomfortable at first, whereas I think Miles Turner can go right in you know, you got the guard play that can that can you know kind of counter Miles Turner's play. Ben Simmons, honestly, listen, and there's no chance that he goes here, but he would be a great fit for the Golden State Warriors because you got the shooting. You ask, you take the load off of Steph as far as facilitating, although he's one of the best facilitators in the league. So now I look down the list. All right, he can't go to the Warriors really because they got Clay and Steph, and they're not going to give up much, or at least what Philly wants for him. So who's next in line? Clippers can't get him. Not the Clippers. I think the Miami Heat are next in line. For you, Simmons? For Ben Simmons. You got Kyle Lowry, who loves the city of Philadelphia. I think he actually might be from there. I'd have to fact check that. But I know he loves Philadelphia. Has a great relationship with Joel Embiid. Great defender, great facilitator. Can shoot the outside shot. So I think, honestly, I mean, again, I like the way Philly's playing this. Because Philly, even though Ben Simmons isn't playing for them, they're not settling for anything less than what they of a value for Ben Simmons, which is what they should do. I mean, he's still on the rook, or I think he's still on his rookie contract. Um, so they're kind of in command right now, and I like what they're doing. Don't settle because we've seen too many teams in the NBA settle just because the guy's not playing and they really don't get much value back for them. But I think if we started hearing trade talks between Miami and and uh, and Philly, you know, rise, I wouldn't be surprised because they have so much guard play there that they can afford to dish out of Ben Simmons, and and he would be a good fit there because they have such good shooting and they have such a good defensive team. So if he can facilitate and just play defense, that's like the perfect fit for him, and I think that's what Miami offers. Kev, is Zion done for the year? Dude, honestly, like, I don't even know. Like, I really, <laughs> like, like, this guy, listen, if there's one thing I'm going to tell you, we all saw this coming, right? We all saw the injuries coming, and we all knew once he got injured it was going to be, you know, ugly. I will not, say the memes are fake. Yeah, no, the memes, <laughs> the memes, the memes are 100% fake. He's Don't not that big. Memes. He's not that big. 
Is he out of shape? Yeah, maybe a little bit, probably. But he's not three um, plus. Yeah, he's not. He's not three plus, and he's definitely not the other guy from ESPN <laughs> that they always show with the suit on. That's not him. That's that's uh, that's a reporter or an analyst, whatever. But I mean, I honestly don't know. It's like, is he done with the Pelicans? Like that's the thing. Like I don't know. Like the guy's been there a year. And he didn't even play the full season last year. And it already so, like, seems who is like he done. to say, like, I'm out of New Orleans? You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like he has no right to say that. And I think in New Orleans' eyes, they're going to try to do everything they can to keep him. I mean, he was their number one pick, and he is going to be a, a good talent in the league once he can figure out all his injury stuff. But at the same time, if you can go out and get value for him, I mean, I've always been one of those guys. And, and, and I stand one of those guys? today. I'm, I'm that guy. Um, but I've always been that guy. If you can go out and get guaranteed value for him, I don't care what the guy's upside is. Does Zion have a chance to be a top 10 player in the league? Yeah, maybe eventually in the next four or five years. But if you can go out and get a top 20 or 15 player for him now and a couple of role plays and a couple of picks, go out and do that. Because I'll tell you one thing, New Orleans, you ain't making a finals anytime soon with or without Zion. So if this guy is already, you know, less than a year in the league and he's already getting injured and is already, you know, talks about him wanting out of New Orleans, get rid of him. Save yourself the headache. That's all I'm going to say on that. So do you think New Orleans kind of messed up by not committing to AD or do you think that that was the right move at the right time? Because I feel like this is just going to be a repetitive cycle for them. Yeah, I mean, some teams just have bad luck, you know. And I think I think it was the right time to part ways with AD. I do. Don't necessarily think they got the right value back for him, but I do think it was the right time to part ways with him. Not sure, you know, where their head's at. I mean, AD was different. AD was there for a few years. He put the work in. He made himself, you know, at that time, a top five player in the league. And and Zion hasn't necessarily done that. That's why I think it would be a little easier for them to part ways with Zion because they don't really know what he is yet. Um, I feel like that's what can make it hard, too. Yeah, it is. Because he could be better than AD. Exactly. And that's and th- and that's why I say, I mean, that, that's why I always say, if you can go out and get the value now, I mean, again, you never want to just trade away a guy to trade away a guy, but... All the red flags are starting to show, and I'm not taking that away from Zion. You can't help if you get injured or not, but injury. for the way he plays <laughs> and the way his body builds, like this isn't going to be his only injury. You know no, what I mean? This is, not. this is the first of probably many of his career. So if that's something New Orleans wants to deal with and and, and so try to you know slow down the injury so he doesn't get as many, then that's fine. But again, if you can go out and get value for him now, I would. I just feel like this is this is his prime, and like I understand, like he. Yeah, he might not be playing as good as he once will. But still, I mean, your time from when you're 21 to to 27, I mean, that's that's time you can't replace. You know, you know that firsthand. Right. And I also <laughs> look at like the longevity of like his career too because like if you look at guys, you know, that came in the league as athletic as Zion, the guys like the LeBrons, you know, you could even throw D-Wade in that category, Anthony Davis, Giannis, right? All those guys you know, especially LeBron, as they got older, they found different ways to be successful in the game, right? LeBron started facilitating more, became one of the best passers we ever saw. Can still score 30 a night, don't get me wrong, but he found other ways. Whereas Zion, I feel like he relies a little bit too much on his athleticism because... But I feel like not many people can make that change. Not to cut you off right there, but not many people can be great at all the things that LeBron's great at. No, I, I know, and I get that, but like I look at AD, right? AD seven feet. Was a big man, always will be a big man. Always going to be a valuable big man. Zion loses a little bit of his athleticism due to injury. He's not the greatest shooter. He's an undersized big. Not the best 
post finisher. I mean, obviously, when he gets above the rim, he can finish with anyone. But if he doesn't have that athleticism and he has to create space and and do all these things that the guys like AD and Giannis do, I don't know if he'll be able to do it. You know, at a at as high as a level as people are expecting him to play. And that's why this kind of a red flag with him because ooh red you know, flag because <laughs> red flag is tequila like, like, yeah yeah seriously <laughs> that, no that's that's my kryptonite not even a red flag but again like eight like AD gets injured right but it's okay because his style of play doesn't necessarily rely on his athleticism you know what I mean does yeah, that make yeah, sense yeah. Whereas, no I got you whereas Zion if he's not dunking over people it's like well value he doesn't have a style of play. exactly. Yeah, no, I got you. And I, I know that that was a lot to just, just to be quick in under 30 seconds. If there's if there's two of these players that get moved this year between Zion, Miles Turner, and Ben Simmons, who are the two that get moved? All right, I think Ben Simmons is definitely getting moved. Miles Turner, it, it really depends on where the Pacers are at because I feel like the Pacers have put a lot of eggs in the Sabonis basket. Although I do think... Miles... He could be dealt to. <laughs> no, I, I just, I think Miles Turner for you know, multiple teams is the better fit just because of his style of play. But I do think I honestly want to see Zion and Ben Simmons. Wow. Because I Lock think it in? Yeah, because I think it's Oof. more of Miles Turner not being happy in Indiana than it is Indiana not, not being, being happy, happy with, with Miles him. Turner. And when that's the case, the organization always has the power over you, especially where he doesn't have like a contract coming to an end anytime soon within the next couple of years. Like they're gonna again, like the Sixers are doing with Ben Simmons, they're gonna hold on to him until they find the right value. And I don't know how many teams are gonna go out on a whim and give you a great value for Miles Turner, although I think he's worth it. Now I got you. And that's going to wrap things up for our NBA update. But now, as the second part of our NBA episode, with 12 days till Christmas, Kev's going to sing us the 12 days of Christmas song. I don't know <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I we're gonna... the first three days. After three days, no one's getting nothing. We're going to talk about the Christmas games. We have five of them. This is a big slate. Yeah. First game, 12 o'clock, we have Hawks and Knicks. 2.30, the C's at the Bucks. 5 o'clock, Golden State at Suns. Kev will definitely be watching that game. At 8 o'clock, the Nets in the Lakers. And then at 10.30, Mavs at Jazz. Now, we can hop in with this game 1, 12 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Hawks and Knicks. Yep. Would you say that both of these teams have kind of disappointed you a little bit compared to last year? More the Hawks than the Knicks. I think the Knicks hit their peak last year. Wow. And I think Their the, peak was, what, 40 wins? <laughs> listen, that's, listen, that's the Knicks for you. What am I going to tell you? Think the Shout Hawks, out CJ. think the Hawks got this in the bag. Trey I hope Young, so. You know, there's two things I know in life. Aaron Rodgers owns the Chicago Bears, and Trey Young owns the New York Knicks. <laughs> so, Hawks by 7+. plus. Wow. I, um, I, think I'll, I think I'll double down with that. Nice. Christmas, who, who knows where I'll, I'll either be in Melrose at, at Auntie Wonder's house. Christmas or, Day, I'll be in the field, on the couch, <laughs> watching basketball, all by my damn self. At 2.30, the C's at the Bucks. Mm-hmm. The Celtics have no chance in this game. Do you think they have a chance? No chance. Not a, not a single chance. Do they get beat by 10 plus? Yep. Wow. Now, Celtics fans, it has not been easy for us this year. Celtics not in a great spot. Standing-wise, uh, Jalen Brown kind of being out hasn't really helped us. Jason Tatum has still played Jason Tatum-esque, but that just hasn't necessarily been enough to take the Celtics to the promised land, which is why I think the Bucs will probably also win by at least five five or six points. But this is the game where, where Kev, you're going to spew a little bit more, yep. more than I. Golden State at the Suns. This is, you know, your two best teams in the NBA to this yep. point. So let's hear what you got to say. It's going to be shocking. 
go Warriors by a ton. A ton. It's been a, been a, a ton. Been a rough year for Steph. <laughs> Aisha's still out being a whore on social media. <laughs> Parents got divorced. Still hasn't got Clay back. He's gonna go off, and the Suns aren't gonna know what to do. Damn. Love my Suns. It's no one even close to the level of Steph Curry on that team. With that being said, I think Devin Booker will go off. I think it's going to be one of those games where it's going to be more of a one-on-one than a five-on-five between D-Book and Steph Curry. But Steph Curry will get the best of the Phoenix Suns hey, on Christmas Day. That would make some great TV, I must say. What, one-on-one? Yeah, one-on-one Should between the one-on-one two one league? If you yeah. beat me, you get to go to the NBA? <laughs> or if they beat you, they get to take your spot here. Yeah, that's <laughs> no, I'm kidding. All right, 8 o'clock, Nets at Lakers. I mean, it really seems like most of these games, with the exception of that 5 o'clock game, are going to be um, one-sided. Uh-huh. I think the Nets are, are going to easily handle the Lakers. I uh-huh. mean, there's definitely an instance where we could see you know, otherwise. But I'm not expecting that, if you want me to be honest. I think KD will go to show that he's the best player in the league and arguably the best player in the world. And there's no better spotlight in the NBA to do that. On Christmas versus the Lakers. Yeah. No, I get the Nets in this game, too. Pretty sure KD's 0-1 against LeBron on Christmas, if I believe. Is he? Famous uh, elbow Kyrie fadeaway in, in Clay Thompson's face when well, they were back in Cleveland. Oh, shit. So I expect KD to come in and even that series. That's up. throwback. I was going to say, that was at the Staples Center, but now things will probably change for Crypto.com Arena. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what's <laughs> up with that. Crypto.com Arena. I don't know what's but going on. But my mom was asking, shout out Michelle, my mom was asking me what they're going to do with the Staples stuff. Like, that. that'll... The Staples yeah. Center sign, that'll definitely go in a museum. It oh, has yeah. to. It has to. Yeah, definitely. If not, the NBA Hall of Fame. Good. Good very well. Very yeah. much good. All right, last game, 10-30 slate. This game is a little bit more on the competitive side. Mavs at Jazz. I do think the Jazz will take this. I think Luka will play well as long as he's healthy, but I don't think the Mavs have the weapons to keep up with the Jazz. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean. Wow, we agree. It's just one of those games, man. They got the big man. Really yeah. does make a difference. No, it does. I mean. He's going to be the difference maker. Donovan Mitchell's going to get his. You know, Bogdanovich is going to get his. Gobert is going to get his. This was Thanksgiving. I'd say Gobert was going to get a turkey leg, but it ain't Thanksgiving. <laughs> Kev ain't giving out turkey leg no more. Kev's going to be giving out. Who knows what he's going to be giving out during Christmas? Christmas? Oh, one of the seven fishes. <laughs> mystery. We'll see. Whichever one doesn't get finished. <laughs> All right, guys, that's going to wrap things up for our NBA update and Christmas Day games. We will have more NBA content coming out for you once the football season concludes. We know there's some of you that clearly enjoy the NBA season. We know there's some of you that clearly enjoy the NFL. But luckily here at Since the Sandbox, you get a little bit of both. Guys, that's going to wrap things up. Make sure you commit a toy to our toy drive. And, of course, leave us that five-star review. With your real name. (laughs) See ya.